Welcome to season one of our podcast, Chop It Up, with your hosts, Asha and Chris. For those of you joining us for the first time, Chop It Up is an offshoot podcast of our cooking class series in collaboration with Black Women Connect Vancouver. So welcome to season one of our podcast, Chop It Up, with your hosts, Chris and Asha. And I'm your guest host today, Natasha McClavey, founder of Black Women Connect Vancouver. For those of you joining us for the first time, Chop It Off is an offshoot podcast from our cooking class. In collaboration with Black Women Connect Vancouver, Chop It Off is a community-based cooking class hosted and by your founder, Asha from Kula Kitchen and Chris Borland, founder of Elbow Patties. Chop It Off features guests and friends from our community all coming together through a common love for food and culture. So let's get started. What is Chop It Up? Who are you? What's your name? As we already talked about. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you go first, Chris. Okay, um, I'm Chris, uh, aka Vancouver's favorite auntie, as y'all know me in the streets for <laughs> slanging the patties and the joy and the love and, you know, a little bit of the ratchet. <laughs> And uh, Chop It Up is, I guess, a, a collaboration of minds, if you will. Um, sitting randomly one day writing just some stuff in my notebooks about how I can build community uh, through food and, and um, I guess, find my people in the culinary world. And then I found Asha. Because Chop It Up didn't actually have a name then. Mm -hmm. But it, it was an idea. And then, I guess, with that, the energy just kind of flowed to Asha, then it flowed to you, and then this happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's you amazing. Expand on that. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm Asha Wielden, so from Kula Foods, a.k.a. Kula Kitchen. Uh, it's all about Afro-vegan cuisine for us and community. And so I think for me, Chop It Up is engaging in food stories, mm -hmm. of untold stories. So, like, really including our community members, you know, from around the world and not just one lens. And so it's, it's been amazing to, to co-create that with y'all. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I've really enjoyed Chop yeah. It Up and it's been a fun experience for me and just even learning the different cultures and the people that we, I guess, interact with. Yeah. But also just seeing you two engage with um, the different chefs and the people in our community just to be able to show them the different mm -hmm. ways to cook food and mm -hmm. um, our food stories that go with it. So why did you choose to start it? I know, Chris, you just said a little bit about, you know, scribbling notes in there, but what was kind of your motivation for this is something I really want to do? Mm. <laughs> to be real, Asha, <laughs> she was like, we're doing this. I said, okay, yeah, maybe she's like, no, we're doing this. I said, all right, then we're doing this. <laughs> and then she's like, we're going to have this person as a guest, and this is how it's going to go. I was like, I really am vibing with that idea, mm -hmm. because for me, I will have an idea and I'll sit on it, right. you know, and after meeting Ashton and working together on so many other projects, I was like, this is just another front project that we're going to work on, not mm -hmm. knowing how it was going to grow into where it's growing. Right. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I remember uh, we would, we would, uh, we met through a pop-up event in mm -hmm. person. Um, and then we started collaborating on mm -hmm. pop-up events and just general business collaboration. But what I found, I recognized is we were always doing stuff, we were moving, and then the one piece that was missing was the conversation. Mm. And so I think when we were kind of like thinking, oh, and when the conversation started, mm -hmm. uh, we thought maybe it'd be great to just kind of take it a step further and actually sit down and invite other members to be a part of it. So it's just not, it's not just us. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it's been pretty amazing. Like each 
chef that we've had on has brought on like their identity and just it's always different it's never mm. the same so i think we've really i think that's been achieved mm-hmm. and it's been a lot of learnings there but yeah it was it was the need for a bit of a slowdown to just actually connect further beyond just doing this doing stuff and just collaborating right yeah so what made you choose i guess the structure of chop it up because it is a different from mm-hmm. what you see in in vancouver lower mainland cooking classes i guess the standard what was kind of the choice of okay this is actually the structure we'll make it yeah um i think specifically plant-based beyond the structure was i haven't really seen classes where like or classes where it it feels like you're you're meeting with friends you know you're not just coming in for this like we're gonna make this this and this and then move on uh, there's a little a deeper a deeper dive right right and even the people that are coming out um you, you, not many have actually been to a cooking class so i think it creates a different space and you wouldn't really classify it as your standardized you know cooking whether it's virtual or in person mm-hmm. um yeah that's what i've observed so far I, and for me personally it's like any space i go into i need to feel like i'm at home and, and there's an ease to it and so we've been yeah pretty selective in terms of who we're bringing on mm-hmm. for that reason right yeah yeah i say for myself the the structure that i kind of had the idea of chop it up was i saw the popularity of um was it the sipping paints mm-hmm. where you know you're basically painting by numbers and i was right. like we can easily take that and incorporate it as food so right. that's why a lot of our classes everything's already done for you yeah you come you drink everything's in front of you where you just like pick up the, the salt that's already measured mm-hmm. the carrots that are already weighed out and you put it all together and you're going home you can tell your friends you're a chef yeah <laughs> that's right think of that it's simple true. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. when people hear cooking class, it's intimidating. Cause yeah, you, you know, you're like, okay, it's something different that I want to do, but at the same time, so it, it makes sense that you'd, yeah, just make yeah. it like the sip and pay. That's a good idea. I never really thought about that. When yeah. now that I think about the cooking class, I'm like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, really and easy. making it accessible, right? Yeah. As 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 easy as easy as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially when we're introducing a new form of cooking for some people, right? right. Um, I think that's super important. Yeah. So, if you were to pick a dream guest, who would it be? One we've had on already, or one we're thinking, or would love okay, to? Okay, let's do local, and just in general, just who would it be? Mm. Ashley, you go first. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> I already had my dream person. Who? Um, I mean, friends, please do not take offense, but Batty Banks was... Oh, you see, you took my answer, though. <laughs> Listen, Batty, please come back. Oh. Yeah. I missed that one. Yeah. Yeah. They were amazing. That was, that energy was incredible. I think like every person brought their, you know, their, their personal experience. Mm -hmm. But for me, Batty definitely brought this whole thing that we could not even imagine would be able to implement into, into chop it up. Okay. And then someone you would just right now, if you had the chance to bring them on. Oh. Maybe someone like famous. Yeah, um, I would. Oh, there's a couple. Um, you go first. Like famous? Yeah, or anyone that anyone any chef uh, that you'd like. Well, there's a chef or? that I really admire mm-hmm. on uh, Instagram. They work for Bon Appetit. Mm. Uh, their Instagram name is Tuna Turner, but it's a 
Stefan. Yeah. Uh, Caribbean chef. Oh. Absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh, we are both ambassadors for another, um, I think it's like, a, it's a queer travel company called Connect. Okay. So they do like yes. uh, queer yeah. travel to Jamaica. So right. that's kind of how, oh. you know, through, same way I met Asha, mm-hmm. through Instagram. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I just love their work yeah. and their take on food and art. Yeah. So that would definitely be a dream guess. Especially like just seeing how they would do, because we do our long tables, yeah. how they would do a spread mm-hmm. for us. Yeah. Local, mm-hmm. you kind of took that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say probably just any of like my close friends mm-hmm. that I, I have now. We mm-hmm. all have an interest in cooking. Yeah. So maybe Alan. Alan, um, okay. Uh, he uh, went to hospitality uh, okay. in Europe. So he does understand food very well. And he's the key. Anytime right. we're around each other, we're laughing. Yeah. We like to say we bring the noise when we're in the room. So yeah. I think that would be great energy to have yeah. for one of our classes. So yeah. Oh goodness. Um there are there are a lot of people. I think in terms of the famous famous side. Um I would love to I would love to cook with Pinky Cole from Slutty Vegan. I was yeah. just gonna say I'm like every time I talk to you, you always say slutty vegan. Yeah. Anything. <laughs> anything slutty vegan. I would. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah just to pick yeah. her brain a little yeah. bit and yeah, for sure. Really good one. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Tabitha. I was just going to say, I'm like, she's either going to say slutty vegan or Tabitha. I was waiting <laughs> for you to say Tabitha. Both of them. Yeah. Tabitha. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would definitely be your yeah. best for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. So what is, I guess, your mood for cooking? Like, what would you, you know, like we do chop it up and we kind of like, we have music and things happening. So what is your kind of like, what brings you into like, okay, this is my cooking mood? you have music yeah you have like an atmosphere or what is it you know i had that experience yesterday uh we were we had a catering event and i know it's gonna be great when there's music on i had music in i was in a at our commissary kitchen but my headset was on and like you you can really feel the vibe and that connection Mm -hmm. and so if i'm at that space i know it's gonna be great like it's gonna be a great experience i dislike rushing yeah a lot so like if i'm finding myself in a rush like you've no. seen you've seen what happens when there's rushed experience um it actually shows up rushed so yeah this was for you know a program that i really care about and like not that i don't care about everything else i do i love everything i do but <laughs> specifically <laughs> when 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 that there's that energy it, yeah. it really does come through yeah. in, in the food and you know the final the final product so yeah, that was just yesterday. It was mm-hmm. amazing. It was a great day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I guess my mood. I I have like different moods, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah. There's like there's a mood when you're at work. So um, I work for another uh, plant based company in uh, Vancouver, and that one is more like fast paced. You always go. You're always going. Right. And, like I run a team. Mm-hmm. So that mood is very like high energy. I'm hyper. I'm just like, okay, guys, right. let's do this. Let's get this done. And then there's the mood at home where I'm more, I have like my Erica Badu on, yeah. I'm lighting a candle, I have my wine ready, and I'm just sauteing onions. I'm taking my time, slow yeah. cooking. Mm-hmm. I'd have to say it goes slow oh. cooking and mm-hmm. then restaurant rushing. And right. elbows like right in the middle where because it's mine, I can go either yeah. way I want. Yeah. Most times I'm going slow cooking because mm-hmm. when yeah. they order something, I'm like, you're getting it on Saturday, right, next right. week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. Yes. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. So nice. Okay, well, tell me. Okay, we're going to talk about vegan mm-hmm. cooking, vegan food. 
Um, and then also like Afro-vegan, what's the difference in, I guess, the culture you see in Vancouver? So first, tell us your vegan story and tell us a little bit also about your businesses. Yeah. Um, so my, my vegan story began in, I think, around 2016. Mm -hmm. um, and at that point, I would say plant-based. I um, First, it was for my own reasoning. I, I felt like I wasn't digesting certain foods, mm. um, specifically animal-based foods. Um, red meat, in particular, was not settling well. I was having a lot of uh, digestive issues. Um, so I had gone back and forth over 15 years. Um, but officially, I think 2016, I kind of I started meeting other people that are that have adopted a plant based diet. Um, and then further, I met I met my now husband um, and both my brother in law and, you know, my mother in law uh, were vegans for a very long time. Oh, wow, okay. And so that was quite eye opening when we first had our first holiday together. And I, the way I rope anyone into my life <laughs> is through food. So, like, I got to prepare one of the meals. Mm -hmm. And um, I was able to kind of, um, yeah, just veganize it. It was quite simple. I was quite surprised by it. And, and, and I think that's, it kind of unlocked a bit of creativity for me. Right. Um, and I've always loved cooking. Uh, but I, I think it just, like, elevated my experience personally. And, um yeah, and, and now being vegan, I think one of the, the big takeaways is like that impacts of looking at, you know, current status um, of how we consume is just way too much. We look at a more scarce lens, uh, but we, we're in an abundant space, right? Specifically in the West, mm -hmm. um, I think we just overuse everything, including the way animals are treated. And mm -hmm. so uh, I've made a choice not to, to include that into my lifestyle and uh, not be part of that um, that whole sphere uh, and yeah and now I use my platform and Kula is to incorporate and, and the other second part is Afro-veganism and for me it's like I'm African I'm always going to be African first I'm black and so I think um, marrying the two really speaks to humane way you know humane way of looking at all beings uh, but also like strong uh, focus on my culture and uh, overall identity and just the richness of it and so I always I always wherever I can plug that in I'm not just vegan I'm African I'm vegan mm -hmm. I'm a black woman um, and uh, I'm now able to kind of it's really like it's, it's hard to say this but like when you have that positive impact yeah. of you know someone who's either tried your food and they've never experienced East African cuisine they are all of a sudden introduced to that and in a format that is plant-based like Recently, it was yesterday, we had this um, uh, ginger beef with the pili pili sauce. And it was just like the shocking revelation that <laughs> this is plant-based. <laughs> and we didn't have our vegan on the label. Um, and then we get to have these conversations. And like, you see the ultimate change that's like starting to, you know, settle in for that person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so I think bringing that to chop it up is such a, a huge and big thing for us. And I think um, I can go on and on. But um, there's a whole change and, a, and a, a movement that we're not really talking about a lot. And that is like our communities are actually adopting, adapting uh, more of a plant based mm -hmm. diet, like five times more mm -hmm. than the general public, bo both in the U.S. and Canada. Mm -hmm. And so th this tells me that we are a little more aware of what we're consuming and we're wanting to take more of that rain. Um, and so, yeah, I think Chop It Up brings that in with the stories, the food stories. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
uh, I would say my vegan journey. When did we meet? Twenty. Uh. Eighteen. Yeah. Yeah. That's when it started. Yeah. And it's still like yeah. has its ebbs and flows. It's a journey of it. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, eighty percent of my life now is vegan cuisine and vegan conversation or sorry, plant based conversations. Um, yeah, it's. It, it, it's become a lot easier mm-hmm. now because before thinking about going vegan or going plant-based, you're just like, that's for white people. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it was just like, you know, you can replace this with like a potato. It's like, no. Someone's put a, a bland tofu that. right in front you know? of you. Or like, tofu. That's like everything not. was tofu. And I'm just like, yeah. I don't want it. <laughs> but then you're seeing kind of like, what Ash is doing and mm. and really showing you that our culture in its in its roots is vegan, is plant based. You know, it's what we know. It's how we grew. Yeah. Everything else was basically kind of forced upon us. Mm-hmm. So we're going back to our roots. And then when I'm seeing that, I'm just like, okay, plant based isn't just for the white people. It's yeah. really it's us. It's, it's us. We really are. Yeah. You know, the the carriers of this nutrition. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot easier to kind of. Uh, starts to transition into plant-based because now I'm eating foods that I recognize that reminded me of my childhood. And I said this to you when we first met at the pop-up. Like, her food actually brought me to tears because it reminded me of my mother's cooking, mm. right? So I was just like, okay, I can do this. I can yeah. I can go on yeah. this journey and, yeah. and, and, and share it with other people and bring other people into this as mm. well without the, the, the rhetoric of, oh, plant-based is for white folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I think that's something that still really is a, a stamp, especially in Vancouver, yeah. where yeah. plant-based cooking is still very much uh, the the face is you know a white woman, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. when it's quite the opposite, especially when you come to our classes and you see mm-hmm. the mixed crowd of everyone, and even our guests, mm-hmm. you know. And that's one thing I, I love about Chop It Up. Even though some of our guests may not be uh, plant-based we challenge them to create plant-based dishes within their culture. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think meeting people where they're at is, exactly. is crucial. And I yeah. think one of the things that we're all, because sometimes what happens is uh, uh, I'll go to an event and they've, I've never met, you know, the people in there. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm vegan. It's like, yeah, <laughs> free time. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I don't know what to do. I'm about to recruit you. Alien or something. It's so crazy. And then we start talking. And I'm like, okay, let's talk. And I think it's 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 the his- historically that the lens and the voice mm-hmm. um, that can sometimes lend negatively, lend negatively when this is a positive and and just an an incredible experience that can also be fun and light, and it doesn't have to be so heavy. Right. Yeah. So I think, yeah, in, in, in a cooking experience and invite like a community environment, it just welcomes people in. you don't. And there's actually not a perfect way of doing it, which we I think that's one of the fears from some of the messaging that we've seen uh, socially of like how to be. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm seeing the shift now. I'm starting mm-hmm. to see more more people of different identities that are able to kind of lend their voice in and bring different flavors and i think that's needed mm-hmm. for sure yeah why do you feel that people look at it negatively like because even for me for example like my husband's vegan and mm-hmm. he's been vegan for like five six years i'm more like pescatarian yeah. going vegan yeah um, but at yeah. home we mostly eat vegan because yeah. he is and so 
but I noticed like if we go out to places or friends, family even, like my mom, like when we're getting married, she's like, what will I cook him? Like, it's like the stress they the put stress on themselves. Yeah. yeah, and then slowly they start to realize like, oh, I actually do like this food or, you know, when they yeah. start to adapt to it. But yeah. sometimes people don't adapt to it and they're like, okay, yeah. well, if you're going to come eat before you come or, you know, like, <laughs> right. why, why right. do you think that people get so stressed out or maybe like borderline rude actually yeah. um, sometimes. Yeah, I've, I've seen both. And I think um, it's there's that change. There's a fear of like change or the unknown um, generally. Or it could also be someone who's had a terrible experience with someone who was not very welcoming in that, mm -hmm. you know. And um, for me, I've I've experienced the negativity also. Mm -hmm. And personally, that it did it did kind of like make my experience take a bit longer. Mm -hmm. I didn't want I, you don't want to be in a community where it doesn't you don't feel seen you don't feel like you know you belong or could be harmful right. um so i think sometimes it is an experience of someone who is like coming off like you know looking at that perfect perfection um but then i think overall there's also that fear of change um especially when many of us have have been consuming animals like from right. a young age yeah. like mm -hmm. changing that is a lot so you you may feel the threat as soon as this person comes in as a black person i experience it when i walk into a room and yeah. <laughs> you're like what's one more thing <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> you you have you know the feeling yeah. right you know yeah. when you're walking in and it's like the whole shift of attitude yeah. um uh, and i i it's funny now i see that in, in being vegan and i'm just like okay you should just like i'm going to talk to you about food no matter what vegan or not but like i i don't understand where the threat is personally but mm -hmm. i think Fear of change. Yeah. 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 Fear of differences as well. And you talked about how black people are shifting back mm -hmm. um, into plant-based lifestyle. And I've noticed that actually in Vancouver a lot more. A Even lot. when we do events for Black Women Connect Vancouver, there's a lot more vegan options than we do for meat options yeah. now. Sometimes we just actually just have plant-based instead, just to make it easier You're also. to hear it. Um, but yeah, I, like, what do you think that is? And I know that we talked about going back to Naruse, but specifically in Vancouver, I'm noticing that a lot more. And I don't know if it's, like, yeah, we're just being more one? open about it, like we're having more conversations, or are people in Vancouver just, I don't know what it is, or if you even have an answer. Yeah, um, I, I do, but yeah. I, I see it as we're, we're taking up those spaces again yeah. mm -hmm. you know we're really standing on our own and showing up because again i mean it's just a conversation that happens here where it's just like oh there's only like five black people in vancouver yeah so then now we're kind of having that conversation in the the, the plant-based vegan community where they're like oh there's only like two vegan black people in vancouver yeah no we, we hear those conversations and now we're showing up mm -hmm. to be yeah. like this this yeah. garbage you're talking you need to yeah. stop we're here we're going to get recognized and we're going to take up space. So yeah. I think that's what it is. We're, we're now really just stepping into our own and we're taking up space mm -hmm. and we're not apologizing for it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think in Vancouver specifically, I agree 100%. Um, there's a lot more access mm -hmm. to um, uh, the foods. And it's more, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say diverse. We're working on it. <laughs> <laughs> Another conversation like that. Um, I think, I think ac um, accessing our, our wellness mm -hmm. I think control of that is also part of it, part of controlling the narrative, but also, um, I mean, our health system is not the best. We like we mm -hmm. paint it. Canada really paints it very well. Good job, Canada. Um, but it actually it's not that yeah. great. Um, 
and I think dialing into black women and how we're treated in in the healthcare system, you can't you barely can get a doctor. And when you have a doctor, um, you really need to show what's going on uh, because they're not not everyone's advocating for for people of color and specifically black people and black women. Um, so I think we are starting to look at how we feel in terms of including consumption. Um, so I think globally there is that conversation, but in in the West, in the U.S. and Canada. Uh, we're also like really looking at how we can t- like just control our the narrative, but also take care of ourselves. Um, and that really goes back to, you know, our ancestral form. Mm-hmm. You know, I grew up I grew up in Kenya um, where you really we grew our vegetables in like a rural area. We grew our vegetables. Most of the food we consumed mm-hmm. was from land because that was accessible um, and then animals like were not consumed daily, and I mean I can go on about colonization because it wasn't it was not we did not consume these animals mm-hmm. until a certain period of time. Um, so I think there is that spiritual sense of reconnection, um, but also like in a more uh, to kind of like take more power of our ourselves and our identities and our wellness. Uh, we are really thinking about it, and further to that, we're not just consuming like it's not just about like meat alternatives or whatever it's actually whole foods and so there's a bit of that additional step um so i did a, a bit of research because this is an area that i really like deeply care about and why i actually started kula right now in, in terms of the general public there's a, uh, in, in north america mostly in the u.s because you know how canada does mm-hmm. our stats um yeah. uh it's about the general public ad- adapting plant base is about five percent mm-hmm. um and of that eight percent is is african americans right mm-hmm. so that's that's a huge mm-hmm. difference yeah and so again this conversation is not happening often but you you're starting to see faces that look like us mm-hmm. that are showing up it's like tabitha brown showing up right um it's pinky cole like who's currently running one of the largest um you know fast food chains yeah. right so i think i think that 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 the shift of who is actually representing the food um, is coming forward with more diversity. So I think there's a few mixtures there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what advice would you give someone starting, I guess, their plant-based journey, even mm-hmm. if it's something like, okay, once a week, or yeah. how would you, I guess, adjust to it? And like, Chris, for you, it's something that, yeah, you said it's a journey. And what does that journey mean to you? Mm. I guess my advice Oh, my journey was different because I am a chef. Mm-hmm. So it was, wasn't the hardest transition to make food taste good. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Season. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Seasoning is vegan. But it's true, seasoning. Uh, but I guess for maybe someone that has no cooking experience, mm-hmm. first off, come mm-hmm. to chop it up. Learn something new. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And secondly, um, just do some research, get some cookbooks. Yeah. Uh, Instagram is a great tool to find other um, vegan chefs mm-hmm. that align with kind of what you're looking for in food and go try places just try different things mm-hmm. yeah you'll you're gonna find things you don't like you're gonna find things that you do like yeah that was that's how I kind of had my journey yeah mm-hmm. yeah I, I I just started uh, changing my the, the food that I like so remove it's not even it's not necessarily major adjustment but instead of cooking chicken i either use like 
I started with beans and lentils because I was like, meat alternatives. Mm. <laughs> Didn't know anything about that yeah. back then. Um, so it was, you know, I, I, I cooked with beans and lentils and that alone kind of like was the first adjustment. I made sure I had all the spices that I typically like. So seasoning is actually everything mm-hmm. um, because mm-hmm. it changes the whole dish. Um, and then I think as you're gradually and take, take it as a, take it as to your own pace. Right. I think when you're making a, some people do make those adjustments within night and day. Um, but I, I needed some time, you know, and then slowly removed, uh, different, different food items, um, off my plate. And because of that, it actually was an easier transition. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, that's my advice. Yeah. And don't be hard on yourself. Yeah. If you slip up sometimes, yeah. Yeah, it happens. you know, it's, it happens. Exactly. There's no right. perfection. No one is judging. <laughs> There's no one judging you. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> not no, in this like, room anyway not in this room there's no grading there's no grading system that says you've made this mistake it's, yeah. it's like think of like if you're looking at an, a more why are you doing it I think also learn about that why are you actually doing it um, and I think that allows you to connect to yourself you mm-hmm. know and then if, you know hopefully you, you meet some people that are also in that place and mm-hmm. uh, but yeah definitely take it take it easy I like what you said when you were just like, you know, ask yourself why you're doing it. Mm -hmm. Because I know in the beginning, especially growing up, a lot of people weren't doing it for the right reasons. They're doing it just as, you know, a personality trait. Yeah. like, that's good for you, girl, but. (laughs) 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 I'm eating my chicken. (laughs) (laughs) But then now it's just like, I mean, I still see that today. Yeah. Where a lot of people are just kind of doing it because it's Mm -hmm. the. The, it's a it's a, the it's social, a fancy word, you know. They can put a little leaf emoji beside their name, and they're just like, "Oh, I'm drawn to you." <laughs> Stop. But let's be real. You're licking them fingers <laughs> off the ribs. It's like you need to relax. Yes, <laughs> I've known so many people that were like, "I'm vegan, I'm vegan," and then I'm like out with them, and they're like eating chicken. It's all a whole day. chicken. Say, like, I'm plant based sometimes. Exactly. Like, <laughs> you don't need to like make a step. It's just funny. Yeah. <laughs> but that is important. Just like again, yeah. ask yourself why you're doing it. Yeah. And. If you're doing it for the, if you're doing it for you know health reasons, or you just want to be more conscious of how you're consuming your food, mm-hmm. that is your journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, you slip up, you slip up. Yeah. But there's no grading system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. yeah no. There's no grading. But you will not find me with chicken. I'm just well. telling you this right now. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. You're not. Do not do not invite me to eat chicken. I will not come. <laughs> Unless it's vegan. (laughs) (laughs) I remember when I was pregnant, I was like, Ash, I just, I'm craving meat so bad. And it was so weird because I'm like, I haven't eaten meat in like years. And so I'm like, I don't know what to do. And you're like, don't judge yourself. I'm like, just eat it. I was like, okay. And then after, I was like, oh, I don't even like crave it at all. It was was the weirdest thing. But I can, I definitely noticed like I felt myself like shaming myself for wanting this. Mm -hmm. Um, But noticing my body was kind of like reverting back didn't know what to do and yeah it was it was an interesting part because i'm like how do i why do i feel so bad and yeah it's and i think that a lot of people feel that way too um where they don't know like how to not shame themselves in that journey and yeah it's true that happened to me same thing i was pregnant and with hallie and i just was i was craving like not the best food like Mm -hmm. i it was terrible and i went through this whole thing with my my head and just like you know, feeling so shamed, yeah. like, mm-hmm. and then, you know, I ate it. Yeah, I ate it. Yeah, I'm still. Like, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. <Okay. laughs> I'm here. A little confessional moment. I, I did. Like, I, I did. I, did. I, did. <laughs> I absolutely did. But it's like, 
why we're so hard on ourselves. And yeah. I think that's the social piece of like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't help anyone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's true. So tell me a little bit about owning a business as a black person in Vancouver. What does that look like and your experience? And we're in Black History Month. Oh, yes. What is your experience mm -hmm. right now? <laughs> Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Do you want to go? You, got you, you sure you want me to say anything today in February? Do we have what's the time? Um, you know, it's it's amazing because uh, when I when I moved to Vancouver from Toronto, I was looking for community. I came here and I was like, where is where where is everyone? Mm. Right. And when I say everyone, it's just like I felt like I was in a whole other country. Yeah. Um, and I was actively looking for these spaces, and I think starting running a black a black owned business um has allowed me to like i'm quite introverted naturally and so like i i have to do something mm -hmm. and and being able to produce food and being being part of events has allowed me to like build such a strong community you know and and even though like i came from a place where there were so many of us i felt like this i think there's a lot more intention that's happening in vancouver because there aren't as many of us, mm -hmm. so we are going out of our way. Um, so I, I think, yeah, I, I feel like I'm part of this incredible movement. Um, it's like a small piece of it. And, uh, you know, I, I think there's definitely some struggles, right? I don't think it's for this podcast, but <laughs> um, I would love to see more people engage Black-owned businesses because it's, it's like we say this, but it, it, the reality is we have to be like 300% more on point. Um, to be able to deliver, you know, to be able to get the, the right, the same engagement as our counterparts. Um, and just as an example, this, this is February, Black History Month, Black Features Month. And there's just this like afterthought mm -hmm. with our businesses and folks that are just looking to engage, li literally reaching out the first week of February mm -hmm. to, to engage us for the first time. Um, so there's that. So there's, there are two feelings, but I'm, I'm just... I feel empowered to actually have a business, you know, and to really have a business that speaks to my values and is serving the people that it's serving and lending that voice as well. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I feel really grateful for that. Mm -hmm. yeah. Same. Yeah. I'm very grateful for the ability to, I guess, express the way I want to express myself mm -hmm. in my business. I'm a bit more off the 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 beaten trail if you will when mm -hmm. it comes to running a business in vancouver yeah. or just in general yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i i really wanted to when i started elbow i really wanted to kind of i guess put my foot into it with my whole identity mm. being the forefront uh again i've been cooking for 20 plus years and i've never really felt seen mm. nor heard in these spaces and i cooked spanish cuisine forever and the one thing that stood out, because it was front-facing, people would come out, and the first thing would be like, um, oh, are you Spanish? I'm like, no. And they're just like, then why are you cooking this food? Mm -hmm. like, like, you have to be from this region to cook this food. And I even get that now, mm. even when I'm cooking Caribbean food and, you know, Caribbean descent. Like, I mean, some the people in this room know the, the whole debacle yeah. that happened when I got that right up in the newspaper, and this woman attacked me for, she said I was appropriating Caribbean food. And I was just like, I said that actually it hurt a lot mm -hmm. because I I put so much love into mm -hmm. my 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 identity, my Caribbean ancestries, and my family, 
and I really buried that for a very long time because you know the Caribbean doesn't have the best relationship with with queer folks. Mm. So when I said I'm starting Elbow, I am going to marry the two. Right. It's going to be very black, very queer, and very Caribbean. I'm going to just give you. I'm going to stand onto something that is me. Yeah. Something that maybe has been seen before, and the conversation isn't there. Um, what's, what's difficult about it in Vancouver is they have this expectation that you have to run a business a certain way. Mm-hmm. And if you're not kind of taking off those, those uh, boxes, they don't take you seriously. So I guess for me, I'm, I am kind of taking a loss in that aspect where I'm not getting like, you know, the campaigns or I'm not getting the, the big companies to, to cater because they go on Instagram and I'm, you know, a little wild on there sometimes. <laughs> Someone might be <laughs> turkey. <my> meme game, <laughs> but <laughs> I love it. But I stand by it because, yeah. you know, one, I'm having a good time and my food is great. Mm-hmm. So you take some, you lose some. But at the end of the day, I love what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I love the community I built around that. And now being Black History Month, it's random that I am as busy as ever. <laughs> I'm raising plenty of eyebrows to it. And I... I'm still sitting on if I really want to do a call-out post to tell them to keep that energy because I've already rocked the boat too much with everything yeah. else I've done. It's like, I really want to come. like, listen. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> let's wait till after February, then call me again. Because yeah, yeah, the price yeah. is going up in February. Yeah, yeah, after yeah, February, yeah, the yeah. price is going up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I did say yes to all the catering. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to stop the bag, okay? Need, <laughs> the same, I, I know. <laughs> we need to keep it running. I was like, this so... last minute, I'll make it work. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. I think I answered the question. Yeah, yeah no, okay. you definitely <laughs> yeah. answered the question. I think that it is that, I think all of us after 2020 and everyone rediscovered blackness again, mm-hmm. I think we're trying to figure out that balance of, like you mm-hmm. said, like saying yes, saying no, mm-hmm. who is performative, who's not, is it going to be the start of a relationship? And I think that even for me, I've learned to just say, okay, we can do this partnership, but what's our future like partnership right. going to be? Mm-hmm. I'm not just going to do this one time, unless it's like a one-time event and, you know, it's like for black history, but moving forward, is there going to be more opportunities for that? And I think that Vancouver starting to realize, I think after that first year, when we're all like, we're not doing this anymore. <laughs> and now they're like, oh, we have to pay them like yeah. for their work? What is that? So I, I also noticed like a shift also in, in the way they ask and, mm-hmm. and who's asking this time around um, after the Black Square. So I think that it's going to be interesting, I think, in the next couple of years, what's going to happen. Um, because I do see a rise in black businesses, even though some of them are closing. Um, I think Vancouver also doesn't know what to do with it because they're like, oh, yeah, they're there, but we don't know how to engage. How to and, engage you know, we and... want mm-hmm. to have them around, but not yeah. sure how. So I think it's going to be interesting to see kind of the future of Vancouver with um, black cuisine for sure. Yeah, yeah for sure. Mm-hmm. Oof. Listen, do not contact us the first week of February <laughs> because this calendar is full. The best time is just like you do all the other events is plan it out quarterly. Yeah. Period. Yeah, just give us time. Otherwise, it's you might be getting us in March. And we're still around. We're still around March, April, May, June, the rest of the months. Yeah, we're black and, and I around. think that's what it is. It's just like this afterthoughtness is a problem. And I, and I love what you said there about this unknown point of how to engage mm-hmm. just like any other businesses reach out have a budget it's not free yeah. well it's like today i just came from a catering yeah. and <laughs> i was handing out patties for free and it was like i'll just set up in the middle of their um 
their whatever hall. I don't yeah, know what yeah. you call that. Yeah. Big space. And all the employees were coming down for their lunch break. I'm like, oh, what's this for? What's the event? I was just like, honestly, I don't even know. I told this, there was one other black girl that I was like, I think it's because I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, probably. I was like, well, you know what? <laughs> I'm getting that back. I'll oh, see yeah. you again, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, go tell your friends you love this. Like, come yeah. every Friday. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, <laughs> you know? Exactly. exactly. <laughs> not this one flash in the pan type mm-hmm. of mentality. I can't live off that. <laughs> yeah. It's not sustainable, though. No, it's not sustainable yeah. at all. Okay, so Chop It Up. What does the future of Chop It Up look like for this year? Oh, uh, more conversations. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think with, with the intention of this podcast is to just have more of a moment, you know, to, to really chop it up mm-hmm. and talk and bring on our, our friends here and just talk about everything that's affecting our community. Um, I, the events will continue on, mm-hmm. but I think we, we want to just dial it in further with with uh, our intention around connection and food mm-hmm. stories, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm really, I'm really excited for what's to come this year. Yeah, yeah. I'm with, I'm with Asha on that one. Um, I think one thing with Chop It Up is as fun as it is with the uh, the element of cooking and having that conversation. We're not really getting deep into the the guests mm-hmm. as much as we want to because I'm, our time is limited. There's only so much time yeah. people can kind of sit after they've eaten you know they want to eat and leave but um i think with uh the podcast they can really sit with it their feelings and mm-hmm. and really talk from their heart mm-hmm. what it is they want to talk about and you know as we had um uh a gray on yes for one class yeah. i'd love to have gray on yeah. the podcast to yes. really kind of speak on more about raw food mm-hmm. you know speak raw about it yeah <laughs> be raw so yeah yeah yeah, we get to like take our time more on, yeah, on, on these conversations. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank yeah. you so much for having this conversation. Thank I really you. enjoyed it. I think, yeah, I'd love to hear more about your perspective and everything that you've kind of are going through right now, having like a black business and also starting Chop It Up, which has been amazing to be a part of. It's been fun for me and even to experience what that looks like in plant-based diet. And I see just how genuine and kind you are in the events and people really truly enjoy it every time I hear back. And so you're doing a great job and I love being a part of it. So thank you for inviting me on. Um, But yeah, this is the end of the podcast and I hope we have more conversations. Absolutely. I just want to shout out Black Women Connect Vancouver. Absolutely. Because listen, Chris and I are not the most organized people. We got, we're just, yeah. And Natasia has really kept us on point and it's just been really amazing collaborating with you and, and you know, the whole team. So thank you so much. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Can't wait to do more. I know. I'm going to yeah. learn how to use Google Docs. Yes. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> I'm getting myself together. Yep. We'll all be organized. Well, we're we're going to be so organized, but it's just been amazing because yeah. it, it's not a one-person project, yeah. Yeah. and it's it really is um, just giving that love back to our community, and mm-hmm. um, this is our time. We volunteer it, and mm-hmm. uh, everyone's just been so gracious in, in supporting it. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't have done it without you. Oh, thank you. Like, yeah, truly. Thank you. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Yes. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Hope to see you next time. See you soon. Bye. Thank you for listening to our podcast episode. You can find us on all podcast streaming platforms, and you can watch us on our YouTube channel, Chop It Up. Until next time. <laughs>